You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome back to the E2C Network. This is another special topic episode on E2C Extra. We'll cover anything here. We'll talk about Auburn football. We'll talk about Auburn food. We'll talk about anything that you can put Auburn on it. Uh, that is what we cover here on this show. I'm your host, Kyle Loomis, editor of the E2C Network, and we're going to be covering tonight uh, a bit of what's been the norm for the past couple of months, and hopefully somewhere off in the future this will come to end, COVID-19 and its effect on Auburn athletics and athletics as a whole, to be honest with you, because let's be honest, it's trying to take away something that's near and dear to all of our hearts, and that's football and just sports in general. Uh, so what we're going to do is talk about an announcement that came out from the SEC in affecting a couple of the fall sports. Not football. I don't have, I don't have bad news to deliver to you all tonight, but we're going to talk about a few of the other ones. And to do that, I brought in a friend of mine and one of the co-hosts of Stoppage Time here on the E2C Network, and that is Mr. Peter Green. Peter, what's up? War Eagle, Kyle. War Eagle, sir. We have a... Uh, some uh, unfortunate things to talk about tonight. Yeah, and it impacts soccer among uh, two other Auburn sports. It does. It's uh, very sad. You know, I think the more things in the fall that start to take hits for us, it get, we get a little bit more worried each time. Uh, that being what we're referencing, the SEC announced this past week uh, that we're, we're sitting right now here recording in the middle of July for those that maybe listen off way off in the future. They announced that they would be postponing, that's a key terminology there, postponing uh, soccer, volleyball, and cross country for the fall until August 31st. So that for sports like soccer is going to eliminate a lot of non-conference competition. For cross country, it might eliminate one or two races. Uh, for volleyball, a lot of non-conference scheduling and tournaments as well. Um, so there's a lot that's affected by that. But, Peter, you know, I think this is something that doesn't shock us with the state of the world that it is right now that that's happening. But I'd just like to get your initial impressions when you heard this news story drop this past week. Well, uh, immediately I wondered, you know, how is this going to impact football? Because it just seems like this is the the first stepping stone toward something else happening. We know that, you know, soccer, volleyball, cross country start before football. So, Naturally, they would be affected first, but uh, you know, your mind always goes, you know, is this just the 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 beginning of something that, that's going to be bigger, you know? Right. Um, but I don't know. I think I'm going to disappoint you a little bit. I don't think it's going to be a big deal as far as these sports go. Uh, it's disappointing for sure, but I don't know if it's going to be as big of a deal just looking at their schedules. Yeah, and, I think that's a, that might be a good way to look at it as well. And, and when I say that, we don't actually have a schedule for this season yet. I actually went back to like last season schedule and when they started. Uh, soccer started August 13th, 
volleyball started August 24th, and then cross country started August 30th. So uh, we're looking at a few games, uh, but even with soccer, the first two matches, uh, which were August 13th and August 16th last season, were exhibition matches, which didn't matter. So uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be bigger as far as what it indicates that may come later and, you know, that it could roll over to after August 31st and to other sports. But as far as, I guess, affecting these three, I'm not as worried about it just because of, of how the schedule plays out. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way to look at it there because not that these sports – are not important. And that's not what we're trying to say here, but we have to face reality as we always say here on the network is that, you know, football, baseball, basketball, they drive the engine of the vehicle, but it's, the engine doesn't work as well without the other parts or whatever, some version of that analogy you want to use. So volleyball, soccer, and cross country are still very important. And that's why we talk about them here. Uh, but them losing their non-conference competitions in the case of soccer and maybe volleyball may not be such a big deal. And there may be some reasons why that we may get into some of those here. Cross country, I actually forgot that it, it took them till the end of August last season to get going as well. Uh, you know, maybe part of this, Peter, I don't know, inject a little humor here. You know, we've had some pretty hot summers and late and early falls uh, these past couple of years. Maybe this is all part of that just to, because I don't know if you remember, Peter, I can remember being at an ex- exhibition game for Auburn soccer where it was 102 degrees at eight o'clock in the evening. I was there, Peter. Maybe that's what this is all about. I believe it. I went to, uh, you know, last year I traveled to Ole Miss to watch the Auburn girls play and uh, soccer. And, oh, my gosh, it was so hot. I actually walked away with a, with a pretty bad sunburn. So, uh, yeah, I guess it's nice to get that August break from the heat. And uh, I don't – again, they haven't released the schedule. I know last year the first thing we did was travel down to Florida, and it had to be oh. really hot down there. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, at least there's that relief. If you want to look on the bright side, at least there's that relief from the from the Alabama, Florida – southern heat that is something that we can take solace in and just say hey look we got to find the silver lining somewhere and i'm sure uh the players and athletes for both of the or actually all of these uh programs will find some way to look at it and maybe that's something they can take away from this now i want to ask you though peter why do you think this is happening why was the decision made this week while we're all sitting around waiting for college football to give us an answer why was it that cross country, soccer, and volleyball took the hit first in terms of some type of cancellation, delay, postponement? Okay, I'll give you my personal opinion, and I'll try not to be uh, too long-winded on it. But I think, first of all, and I think there's two reasons. I think, first of all, it has to do with the schedule. You know, soccer does not start the SEC schedule until September, or last year, they didn't start the, the SEC schedule until September 19th. Uh, volleyball didn't start until September 27th. And then I think it was September 9th, sorry, September 14th for cross country. So we see a, a, some space before. It's not like football where you might play a non-conference and then an SEC opponent or two non-conference and SEC opponent. Right. You play all your non-conference up front. And the problem with that is you are playing other conferences, right? So, uh, you know, the SEC might have some standards. The other kind of conferences might have some standards. Uh, SEC standards might not be. Uh, the same as the other standards as far as cleanliness and, and distancing and, and all this other stuff they have to do. So you're looking at a very short amount of time between now and the beginning, or sorry, between now and the beginning of these seasons, because they, you know, we're looking at soccer, it's mid-August, to get with these other schools, these other conferences, and 
being on the same page, I guess is the best way to say it. So I think that is kind of a rush there. And it makes, uh, <laughs> when you look back, you know, we knew this was coming. Uh, we, I don't know if we knew the numbers were going to start spiking again, but we knew sports were coming and, and accommodations were going to have to be made. Maybe we didn't start fast enough. Uh, maybe I'm completely wrong, but that's just one way I see it. But the other thing is, is player safety. And I think that uh, in the last few uh, years, we've seen a big push for player safety. Yeah. When you look at uh, uh, head trauma and concussions and CTE, and uh, if Clint was here, I'm sure he could give us a dialogue and all the stuff they've done in the last <laughs> few years just in uniforms to make players more healthy you know, or, or, or more safe with helmets and, and shoulder pads. I know in, in soccer, they wear these vests under their jerseys that monitor their heart rate. They, yeah. It tracks how many miles they're running just for player safety. So they're not putting too much strain on their body. And I think because we've seen this emphasis on player safety, it's going to, it's carrying over here. And to me, I think it's important because uh, their bodies and their talent, that's the commodities they're going to take into the next level. If, you know, if, if they go that now, we don't see that as much in soccer, volleyball and cross country, unfortunately, as we do with maybe football or basketball or baseball. But we have players, uh, Brie Folds went to the professional last year yeah. or this year. Uh, she was signed to a professional team. So we see these players, some of them are going pro. So uh, we don't know what the long term effects of this virus is yet. And we don't know what the effects is on the on the body, really. Uh, long term, so I, th I think I think player safety is important. I think that's the number one reason. Yeah, those are some great points to look at. You know, I think one part we can't ignore as well. I mean, this is just a reality of life and a reality of sports so that it is a business, and this costs money. And I think in an era where you're facing some some deficits, probably in terms of attendance to the things that do make the significant part of your budget in the athletic department, that being football, basketball, baseball. Uh, you've got to cut in some areas. So I, I think it's all those things wrapped into one. I think it's we don't know, and we're trying to buy some time. It doesn't hurt soccer and volleyball maybe as much as it does football because of the things that you said, the way the schedule usually lays out, and also player safety as well. But you've also got to tie the business aspect into it into this in addition. So I think all those reasons, one, are the reasons why this is happening my big takeaway, though, from this, Peter, is that I was very encouraged by the way that the SEC and some of the other conferences uh, in, in relation to football, but these sports as well, didn't rush to cancel. Um, I think some conferences in, in other sports have made some – I understand the, the, the fluid nature of this and the scary nature of this, but I think sometimes – we rush to make some decisions that we can't really go back on. And I wonder if some conferences are going to regret uh, doing that. Now it may look like the wise decision in hindsight, but what I'm thankful of is this, is that our conference seems to recognize the reality of what we're dealing with, the fluid nature, but also says, Hey, we want to give this as much time to, to figure it out, to see, can this happen? And if we get to the point where it's, we finally realize this can't happen, then so be it. We've got to cancel this sport or this entire the entire athletic season but I, I do take encouragement that the sec seems to be in some eyes dragging their feet but i view it as an opportunity to try to give themselves the best opportunity to not just play football but to run cross country to put soccer play, uh, soccer players out in the pitch to have volleyball matches so i i really the more i, I sit on this i think this is the best route for the sec to go i don't know how you feel about that I agree with you, definitely. And, 
if you look at, you know, the, the spring sports and uh, softball and baseball and how they were completely postponed, you know, we didn't even see their season at all. And we saw that uh, they offered scholarships to, or, you know, extra time to the seniors to come back and play their senior year. But we, there were, I think there were a few scholarship issues. You know, you only have so many scholarships and, uh, you know, so many roster spots on your team. I think we, we saw a few, I think, uh, baseball players transfer because they just really weren't going to get the time this next year that they would have gotten this season. And I think maybe the SEC kind of saw that and maybe they're a little afraid of having to do that again if they had to yeah. postpone the season. So, like you said, buying some time, uh, trying to do all they can to get a season in. Um, you might have answered my question already, but there's some there's some rumor, you know, there's rumors that are going around that maybe the SEC will move to just an SEC-only schedule in football. Right. Do you think they would do that in these sports as well? Because, again, we talked about uh, the SEC schedule in these sports. It's, it's back, in, you know, uh, backloaded on the schedule. It's at the end of the schedule. So you could technically buy yourself even more time. Uh, uh, soccer, for example, last year, it started September 19th, you know. So that's even more time you could buy yourself. Do you think that maybe these sports will move to an SEC-only schedule? I think that's, in essence, what this is. I think this is basically the cancellation of non-conference completely and just kind of re- – not reluctantly, but just saying, okay, well, at least we've still got conference play that we haven't postponed, canceled, delayed yet. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that's a, the option that looks best to, to the SEC right now uh, in all sports. But again, that's what I stress is that they've given themselves the room to say, hey, we can still pull off some sort of full or full-ish season. I think even in the release, they said that it will be up to the schools if they um, can reschedule uh, these postponed games at the beginning. I have a feeling that some of those further distance travels games, you know, soccer used to always like to take a trip out to California or at least the West Coast in some facet. Those probably won't be happening again this season just because you can imagine the travel cost of that. Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are. And we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. Uh, but some of these, uh, for for instance, and this maybe will take us uh, into actually talking about the individual sports. Cross country does a lot of regional uh, runs and races. One time they've been in Auburn. That was for uh, the actual SEC championships the past couple of seasons. Shout out to Jessica. She taught me that. So if you haven't listened to Tiger Tracks, by the way, it's our cross country track and field show here on the network for those Auburn programs. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I think they went as far as maybe the lower part of Indiana one time, but you know, most of this time they, they stay in Georgia, they stay in Alabama, maybe Florida, Tennessee, maybe Kentucky. Um, so I, I do think that they're going to try to limit where these programs can compete in. And thus that's kind of where we get to that question of, will it be a, a, a conference schedule? I mean, what do you think about that? Well, I definitely don't think we're going to California because California is basically <laughs> shut down. So I think uh, our, our streak of going to California might be into this season. Yeah, you know, that was something I used to look forward to about soccer every single year was seeing Coach Hoppe take her squad out there and usually doing fairly well. I, Peter, you correct me if I'm wrong. You guys have been covering it for four years now on the network. I can't recall too many bad trips out to California. Am I correct in thinking of that? It depends on who we play. But, yeah, it really wasn't. Uh, we fared fairly well out there. And of course, again, it's who you schedule, but uh, and I'm not trying to say that uh, we scheduled easy, but we did have some easier games out there. Um, I was always looking forward to the ones down to Florida, which uh, I, I don't see any reason why we couldn't do that still. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If we'll have Florida on the schedule this season. Uh, hopefully not. I kind of need a break from Florida. <laughs> What he's referencing is that Auburn soccer and Florida soccer have had quite a history with Peter and Drew on stoppage time during their time here. I would say a rivalry. Yes, yes, very much so. And usually Auburn put it to them in the rivalry, you know, getting the better end of that. But every once in a while, Florida would take the cake. So uh, for the sake of an SEC season, I want that to happen alone just so Auburn and Florida can meet again in soccer. Oh, and and the – and uh soccer Alabama and Auburn too you know I'm not going to use the uh, IB word for soccer because you know how I feel about that but Auburn versus uh, Alabama and soccer at the end of the season you know you know they knocked us out of the SEC tournament last year so uh, I'm ready for some revenge on that and personally there is one young lady on the Auburn soccer team she's gonna be a freshman this season that went to my high school in Georgia you know uh, went there for three years and, and she's from that high school so I'm really interested to see her freshman year if she gets to play. Here's the thing too, that what, what's frustrating about the uh, postponement of this part of the schedule and maybe eventually if things don't get better, the rest of the schedule is that coach Karen Hoppe puts together what I think of one of the best programs at Auburn consistent wise. Now every once in a while last year was probably the case. They kind of take a little dip down, but they very quickly rise back up and making the tournament consistently making some surprise, you know, there, Auburn had no business beating Florida the past couple of years, and they would still do it. They'd go out to the West Coast and show a little bit of dominance. They'd go up to the, I would call it the Midwest, but like up to Maryland. They, you know, they would just, they would surprise people with how competitive they could be for not being necessarily right now a power in NCAA soccer. Um, so that's a frustration for me that uh, we right now aren't going to get to see at least part of the schedule for soccer going forward. Um, and I know that frustrates you as well because we've seen some highs, but we definitely see some lows for them as well. I think you would agree that yet last year was the off year for Auburn. I mean, we mm-hmm. were consistently in the NCAA tournament and in, in the postseason. So uh, this year was really a chance for them to prove that last year was a uh, a fluke and and make it back. And really, this kind of moves us into volleyball. If you know, if I can move us there, yeah. Uh, last year was pretty horrendous in volleyball I think we would agree <laughs> and so this is a chance for them to also show something and improve their medal this this season 
our term of horrendous has nothing to do with our like or dislike of Rick Knowles, but we exactly. can, but we cannot deny how bad of a season it was. And that was our former head coach uh, for the volleyball program there. Uh, Brent Crouch will be coming in as our new head coach. And uh, just as a quick little side and plug for the network, if you haven't paid attention to our Auburn Roots series, uh, we do uh, reviews of other people's Auburn stories. And in episode eight, Paige Wetzel was part of the administration staff for Rick Nold's uh, program, uh, volleyball program for several years. So you'll want to go check that out, not just for that part of her story, but she's got a pretty amazing Auburn story as well. Uh, but back onto the volleyball thing. Yes, a first-year head coach. Can you imagine, Peter, coming to a school for the very first time, trying to dive yourself into their culture, learn what it means to be an Auburn Tiger, an Auburn man, and then not only do you have to figure that out, but you got to figure out COVID-19 in your first season as well. Can you imagine that challenge? It puts a real damper on the excitement. You know, I know he's excited coming in here and starting a new job and, and working with this program. And the fans, the volleyball fans at Auburn, were excited for some fresh blood and, and maybe a turnaround. So it really puts a damper on that excitement that uh, it may not be able to kick off as early as we had had hoped. Yes, and it's 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 frustrating for a couple of things. I think volleyball is one of those sports that gets underappreciated, and if you can get the excitement built around it, they will pack out Auburn Arena for it. And there wasn't a lot to get excited about last season, just to be honest. Uh, but, you know, I've been to several Auburn volleyball matches, and I've even come up when they uh, visited Kennesaw State up near where I live, went to a match, and even though they lost that one, uh, I had a great time there. So I think it's a sport that lends itself to to fan um, uh, fever, if that makes sense. Like, I think if we can get the right coach there, which I hope we have now, if we can get the right players in the program, it will really generate some steam and could, you know, potentially make put soccer in a run for their money for the other fall sport that gets the attention, which I hope doesn't happen because I love my Auburn soccer. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't envy Coach Crouch for what he's got to deal with right now. Uh, it's it's going to be very frustrating. And uh, I don't even think about this, Peter. How do you recruit? in your first season at Auburn uh, when you're trying to deal with cleanliness and uh, schedules that are in flux. I mean, can, can you imagine that part of that? I recently heard an interview with uh, Butch Thompson and he was saying that he actually reached out to Gus Malzahn and Bruce Pearl and just asked them what they were doing and how they were recruiting. And he didn't go into detail, but I would love to have heard that conversation and heard how they are, you know, obviously a lot of it's through telephone and video and email and, whatever uh, you know they still we know Auburn still has a fax machine I mean maybe they were using that uh but I would love to have been a fly on the wall for a conversation just to hear what they were doing and how they're being creative as far as recruiting goes yeah because definitely now is the not the time to uh get back into your old ways now is the time to be creative now is the time to explore those new opportunities because if you don't all the opportunities are gone at this point that's what we've been doing here on E2Z Network. I mean, again, as I always say, my, my pitch as of late has been, if we can do a series relating Auburn to The Bachelor, we can do anything. So if that's the case for us, Auburn Volleyball could probably learn something from the other programs as well. And I, the thing I love about our university is we preach about family, and it doesn't just mean that for the fans, but it means it for the players, the coaches, administrations as well. I mean, how often do you see coaching staffs really come together across programs, work together? And I think what you just brought up is a great uh, asset to Coach Crouch, because if he can go ahead and dive in not only to the Auburn culture, but the Auburn coaches culture, he's going to really benefit from that during a very tumultuous time. 
Yeah, I think we saw that start under Jay Jacobs, and I think it's just continued under Alan Green that uh, he's just really brought the coaches together, and they're their own little family. You know, the, the coaches – and we see it with Coach Hoppe. We've seen it. We've seen, you know, Bruce Pearl go out to the soccer matches and uh, grill hot dogs and, and barbecue, which is a joke in itself. Yes, but, it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to support the, the, the ladies on their, on their bigger matches. And we see, you know, Gus at the, uh, the basketball games. And uh, it's just really great to see that culture at Auburn. It is, and and I don't doubt that that's going to continue even during these strange and difficult times. Uh, so I think if there was any place that you could be a first-year head coach during COVID-19, Auburn's where you want to be. So a welcome to Coach Crouch. We hope that uh, your second season is not as eventful. Eventful in good ways. How about that, where we surprise people and become a power in volleyball. Cross-country, you know, it's, it's difficult for them because I know they only have a limited schedule, and we probably – won't even see that schedule for many, many weeks now at this point. Uh, so we hope that we get some more information about that because, you know, Jessica and I love that. And for soccer, you know, the frustration obviously is not getting to see them compete against some of the other nation's talent. But thankfully, we still have the SEC schedule to look forward to if everything remains the same. So what I will ask you to close out, Peter, is what do you think happens after this? I, I, I know I get it. Everything's weird. Everything changes literally as we've been talking all the information has changed about COVID-19. So as we're saying, this will probably be proven wrong, but what do you think is going to happen going forward? Uh, my personal, what I want to happen is I, I want, you know, the SEC and Auburn to continue to look out for player safety. I, I think that's most important. Uh, you know, these players have a future, whether it's in professional sports or in their careers that they're studying for now. Uh, I, I just want them to be healthy. Uh, I don't want anybody to, uh, have any long-term effects just because we want to watch sports i think we have to kind of put ourselves second here and put them first uh, and, but that said i know that the athletes want to play you know so for their sake i do and selfishly i want to see sports you know i do love sports uh i'm really looking forward to the soccer season i'm really looking forward to the football season uh i'm really looking forward to seeing what coach crouch does with volleyball uh, so i would love to uh i, I want to see the season so even if we have to just see the SEC season, and if you ask me what might happen, that might be what happens, just because I think it's going to be too hard to uh, to plan around these other conferences and, mm-hmm. uh, and and things they have going on. I think it might just be this season. It's just going to be a wash as far as non-conference schedule goes, and it's just going to be SEC season. One final question, something that's kind of been percolating in my mind here as we've been talking. We talked about the loss of some of these non-conference competitions. Uh, more so affecting soccer and volleyball. And it does affect cross country because pretty much it's all interconference competition because every athlete that can come from every different direction, even some high school athletes come and compete in these things. But what if the SEC and the ACC were able to decide to kind of work together, not just in football, but across the other sports, would you be in favor of that? I tell you that would that would make for some really good soccer matches specifically because ACC is really good in soccer. They have some really good teams. We've we face them every season. I mean, we're we're very familiar with ACC, so I would be excited about that because I think the competition would be better. I don't know what that would mean for our pro season. I'm not saying that we're bad, but it's just going to be harder. You know, yeah. playing ACC Duke teams in instead of instead of Samford, you know, or yeah, and, and then maybe. We could get some in-state teams while you're, you know, we're thinking about it. I mean, Sanford, and I don't think those would be as harder, as hard to schedule as maybe a team from Texas or, or somewhere else. 
well, we could just probably have interstate team, interstate tournaments at that point, or not even just intra-state tournaments, you know, just play Troy, play South Alabama, play uh, North Alabama. Let's let's get everybody in here. You know, Bruce Pearl's been preaching about having the tournament of the Alabama basketball teams. Let's get it for soccer. Let's do it for the cross-country team. Let's do it for volleyball. Let's get some sports out there. We obviously want to get have safety in mind for not just the players, but everybody in our nation right now. Uh, but I think there are ways that we can approach this uh, without being a little bit too knee-jerk reaction to the things that are being said and, and things that seem to be the way they are. And I do applaud the SEC for balancing that equation as best as you possibly can of trying to make something happen, not just for us, but for these athletes, but also keeping their safety in mind. So I, I think that we found in a very difficult situation, probably the best of both worlds in that. And I think that's where we'll leave this discussion tonight. So Peter, thank you for joining me. Appreciate your thoughts on this. And hopefully you and I will be watching some Auburn soccer very shortly. I, I hope so. I hope so as well, my friend. Tell everybody where they can find you on social media if they want to hit you up. You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on the E2C discussions page. I moderate there, and I'd be happy to talk to you about soccer, volleyball, cross-country. I may refer you to Jessica and Kyle for the cross-country talk. Me. But <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you can find me there. No, you should not refer to anyone for me for cross-country track and field because I'm there just as the color commentator for someone for Jessica to just shake her head at. So, uh, But if you want to find me, you can do so on Twitter as well, at TigerEye24, and I, I am in that Facebook discussions group as well, hanging out and uh, chatting with the Auburn family. That's all we have for you in this edition. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?